0: I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank & Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next.
1: Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad.
0: Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm Patty Teal here with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. And we have our favorite criminologist here today with us, and often a regular guest, and I'll let Vicki introduce her. Thank you, Patty. Good to be here, as always,
1: and happy to have back with us criminologist Judy Chrisman-Yates, who, as I'm sure you know by now, authors a monthly newsletter on financial exploitation, which is always full of very valuable information. And one article in the monthly newsletter caught my eye, and here's the title, Building a Digital Defense Against Crypto Romance Scam. So I asked Judy to join us today to tell us about this. First of all, Judy, welcome. Glad to see you here. Tell us, what is a crypto romance scam? How in the world do these work?
2: Well, first, thank you for having me back on Scam Squad. Vicki, as you know, cryptocurrency is the latest buzzword. And what I have found is people have FOMO, The fear of missing out. And it works perfectly with cryptocurrency because it's so complex. So technically, cryptocurrency uses digital representations of value, and it's decentralized. What that means is you cannot hold it. You can't see it. It's digital. Decentralized means that it's peer-to-peer, one-to-one. There's no government, no person that's really regulating this. Our government is working on that. The crypto part of it is interesting. It comes from cryptology, which happens to be the science of hiding information. So how perfect that a scammer can use cryptocurrency. When I started studying cryptocurrency two years ago, there were 2,000 different cryptocurrencies out there. Now there are over Mm 6,000. The one that we hear about most is Bitcoin because it happened to be first, but What's important to remember is it's complex, you can't see it, it's speculative, it has limited legislation and protections, and it's easy to lose an investment. And by the way, if you are with a scammer, you are always going to lose. So when it comes to how the romance scam fits into all of this, What an individual does is they go on to social media like Tinder or Bumble, Plenty of Fish, Match.com, eHarmony. And also, you could even go on to Nextdoor, which is more local, more toward your area. And by the way, a study by Kaspersky's, I believe it's pronounced, found that more than 67% of the people on dating sites lie. (laughs) That's big surprise. <laughs> no surprise there. It could be a small lie. It could be a lie. So how perfect for scammers. So once you've connected with somebody on social media, they always start out as pleasant, calm, nice, thoughtful, helpful, caring. But what they're doing if they're a scammer is they begin to groom you very much like child molester grooms a child or their victim. So in this case, the grooming techniques that are used is first, they target a victim. And of course, they've gone on the website, the social media. So they have you and then they try to get your uh, trust and they want to have access to you. So that could be email, the telephone, texting, whatever it happens to be. And gradually, they start isolating you from your friends and family by keeping you really busy. And whenever you're in a romance of any type, you know, your focus happens to be with that person. So a lot of times they call you dozens of times a day or email you, or they just keep you busy. And um, they, they like it to be a secret relationship. And so they share and, and gain your confidence and uh, just try to keep you from sharing all your information with other with other people that you're in this relationship. But the stage six, which is then evolve into sexual contact for the predator, In this case, the predator is going after your money. And the seventh stage happens to be controlling the relationship that you're in. The twist for today's scam is that the scammer in this case happens to tell you after he's built this romantic interest in you and trust is that they happen to be an expert in cryptocurrency investing. And eventually what they do is, you know, they tell you all about it. And like I say, it's so complex that even financial wizards have a a difficult time certainly explaining it if not knowing about it, but they give you all kinds of information and address your questions. So basically on what you ask them, then they can tell what your knowledge is about cryptocurrency and what they can tell you. They tell you there's this great website that you can go to or there's an app that you can get and they give you the information. And you download that on your phone or on your computer. And then the next thing you know, oh, yeah, sign in and you're going to make all of this money. And, you know, this is a great thing. So you start giving your personal information, because if you happen to go to a securities exchange like Fidelity or Ameritrade or something, and you create an account then you do have to give them things like your social security number and your name. And, you know, when you start, then you start transferring your money. And that's exactly what these scammers get you to do through these bogus websites that they've set up and the apps that they have created. And unfortunately, the way it ends is one day you can no longer log into the site and you don't have any access to your finances. So your personal information has been compromised. And of course, you've lost a lot of money.
1: Oh, it's unbelievable. So Judy, how can we protect ourselves against this kind of scam? Never, ever send money
2: or trade or invest with somebody that you meet online. And if you've actually met them in person, you need to be really careful and do some homework check things out you know do searches about whatever it is that they happen to be talking about and certainly never share your financial information or your social security number Don't send a copy of your passport, whatever it happens to be. And be very, very aware that if you are signing on to an app or a website and it asks for your information, you need to make sure it's HTTPS. That means it's secure. And you need to have checked out that website before you actually sign on. And it's always good to talk to other people and get their input. And if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Also, if they ask you to act fast, or keep a secret that oh don't tell anybody about this you know this great opportunity for you to make 50% or whatever it is that they're trying to sell you and you've got to jump on the bandwagon you know that's what scammers do they don't want you to think and they don't want you to talk to anybody else they don't want you to go online and do your homework and be careful not to isolate yourself it's really easy to become so infatuated and involved even if you've never met the person that you really don't have the time to use your sounding boards out there—the people mm-hmm. that you would normally confide
0: in—is cryptocurrency actually being transferred? There's really crypto that's being purchased and bought, but they have the information to be able to get it. Well,
2: my guess, most of this is not about cryptocurrency. Okay, they can mm-hmm. just talk the person into thinking that they're doing cryptocurrency. I see, but Patty. You could create your own cryptocurrency if you have the wherewithal. You know, you could do all of this. So with more than 6,000 cryptocurrencies out there, are they all legitimate?
0: Well, I'm sure not, but they're generally so private. And also, it's good for criminals, I'm sure, because they can't trace it either. There's no record of it. So that's why I was wondering, is it just they're talking about cryptocurrency or you're given their information so that they can grab your cryptocurrency? Maybe both. It's so complex and
2: it's so popular right now. And right now, Bitcoin, for example, less than two years ago was $7,000. Then it went to 60000 Today, it's 57000 I mean, that just sounds like, that's amazing. And actually, some people did make money. But equally, as many, if not more, lost money. And I don't think the romance scam part of this is really so much about the cryptocurrency as in the confusion and getting them to bogus websites.
0: And And the excitement of, I'm the cryptocurrency expert, I'll help you with this, that that part of it. You mentioned the cryptocurrency, they can't track it. Well, you can, but it
2: takes a lot of money, resources, computer technology, and, you know, working with law enforcement I can tell you, they don't have time to do that. If you're willing to send money, then you can do that. But also, specific to Bitcoin, and we've talked about this previously, they can send you down to a Bitcoin machine. They're all over the place. They look like an ATM, oftentimes right next to the ATM. And a BTM is a Bitcoin teller machine. So they can get you to send Bitcoin to them. I don't really think that that's what this particular scam is Vicky is asking about. The real test to any romance scam, to any romance, not just a scam, is do not send money. Right? Romance is about romance. If it involves money, oh, that is such a red flag. Yeah. So never send money. Test out that person that you want to trust and you want to love and turn over your life to. And if you don't send them money, ah, and they're a scammer, I can sh- assure you, it's over in no time. Oh, how sad. Mm-hmm. You know? Or if you've already established somewhat of a relationship, they will then go to intimidation, extortion, All kinds of things happen.
0: Yeah. Well, Vicki and I have talked a lot that this particular scam can be very devastating for people. I mean, the romance scam. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I think
2: that we all ought to start doing. So, you know, if, I mean, if you are online and you're in a romance, whatever it happens to be, just start a list, a log of the date you talk to them and what it is that they ask for. If they ask you for something Just money for my car is not working, money for a phone, and write down how much they ask for and then certainly keep a call on them, what you sent. But just list. And then I want you to start a list of excuses. Because what happens is once you get involved in these things, you get more excuses. And having that list right before your very eyes is more telling to you than hearing from anybody else. It's like, you know, how many excuses am I willing to accept? Am right. I willing to pay for? Yeah. How many excuses am I willing to pay for? Excuses that I've heard is that pirates attacked the ship and took all of our money. Oh, my. Cancer has hit family, that I've been in an accident, that the airline... You cannot believe the excuses. So start writing them down because that might be your wake-up call when you see that list of dates, what they're asking for, and the excuses for not getting in contact with you.
1: Judy, it's interesting because this feeds right into a bulletin that I got from Interpol. And the new twist, as you said, is not so much that they're asking for money for things for them. They are asking you to make an investment which requires you sending money someplace. And for sure, it's to the scammer and often the investment, as you say, is in some kind of a Bitcoin venture because the victim isn't gonna understand it. You've set the scammer has set themselves up as an expert. So as Interpol describes this, first they match you up romantically and then they try and match you with an investment. It doesn't look like there's any self-interest there because they're the expert. And sometimes the scammer will give the victim tips, which makes it sound like he's being ever so helpful and lure them into downloading fake trading apps and sign up for financial products and sort of work their way up the investment chain. So it looks like the scammer is helping you rather than you helping the scammer by sending money. And apparently they will also provide incentive promising the victim that they're going to reach the gold or VIP status and make more on their money. And of course, the point is, once the victim has given the scammer their money, the scammer disappears and the victim is devastated financially and emotionally. And then I got this bulletin from the Los Angeles Sheriff's Office of Fraud and Cyber Crimes Bureau warning, this is interesting, that this scam particularly targets successful Asian women. And we recently had uh, such a person contacting our office who had been scammed. She was a successful woman of Asian ancestry. She had been scammed. She'd lost quite a bit of money. It was too late to get it back. And I think it was a Bitcoin scam of some sort. But she was calling me again because now somebody posing as a lawyer was contacting her and telling her, oh, I can get your money back. I understand you've been scammed. I can get the money back. And this woman was so, so, so convinced that this was real and she'd lost so much money. She was saying, well, I have to take a chance on this. And I said, well, what is he asking you to do? Oh, well, he wants me to open up a bank account and give him access to my bank account so he can deposit directly the money directly into the bank account. Well, Thankfully, I was able to set her up with a victim advocate from the FBI who works with these kinds of victims all the time. This person was obviously being re-victimized. Well, the good sorry. news is that she contacted us and we were able to work an intervention. They confuse the whole story and
2: make them fearful and and ashamed and they don't want to tell anybody.
1: There are support groups available to help these people. Who are chronic victims or get caught up in these scams that are so hard to pull away from and once they realize they've been scammed they're so devastated they're just emotionally destroyed and these are support groups set up particularly for these victims one is with AARP and you can go on the AARP website aarp.org fraud support support group central And it's a program called REST. And it's a pilot program. And it's where people can come together and get educated about these scams. And then there's another organization, the Cybercrime Support Network. FightCyberCrime.org is what you log into.
0: And, Nikki, would you give your uh, fraud hotline number in case anyone wishes to get in touch with you? Of course. It is
1: 5682442 once again 805 5682442 thank you oh, thank you Patty thank you
0: Judy thank you bye now bye bye,
1: bye.